Welcome to the Technology Addicts podcast, powered by Avnet Abacus. According to the International Energy Agency, progress on clean energy technology deployment exceeded most people's expectations in 2022. Still, the pace will need to pick up further are we to achieve the ambitious goal of net zero emissions by 2050. This will require rapidly upgrading the infrastructure that supports smart energy solutions and connects seamlessly across energy production, distribution, storage, and consumption. This call to action presents a huge opportunity for electronic component and solution providers. Their products will underpin the near-complete overhaul of this multifaceted sector. So, in the final episode of our two-part series on smart energy, we'll explore what remains to be accomplished for smart energy systems to become a reality, and how big players in the industry are positioning themselves in these dynamic times. Here to share her perspective with us is Zhao Wang, Strategy and Business Development Manager at TE Connectivity. Hi, Zhao. Thanks for being here with us today. Hi. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Zhao is joined by our very own Sarah Gaemi, Director of Technical Development at Avnet Apicus. Hi, Sarah. It's great to welcome you back to our studio. Good morning, Jan. It's a great pleasure to be here. So, Sarah, before we go into the details, it would be helpful if you could give us a high-level overview of how you see the transition to smart energy systems impacting our power infrastructure, from production all the way through to consumption. Yeah, sure. The transition to a smart energy system obviously have a profound impact on power infrastructure, transforming the way energy is produced, distributed, and of course, consumed. This transition is driven by the increasing need for sustainability, efficiency, and reliability. So this is not just limited to smart grid as a such, because obviously everybody is connecting all these smart energy subjects in the first place with the smart grid infrastructure, but this is not just limited to this. So we are talking about integration of decentralized renewable resources. For that, we need an infrastructure. We are talking about advanced metering, demand side management, obviously, which is also including the whole storage topic. We are talking about the integration of these storage systems decentrally, sometimes in a bigger scales. We are talking about charging infrastructure. And of course, not to forget, we are also talking about the infrastructure for big data and security and communication. So to enhance monitoring, controlling, and management of this smart energy system, we need various sensors, communication network, connectivity for high power applications, as well as high speed solutions. We are talking about data analytics and obviously the automation solution we need on the top for the grid and a smart grid system. Uh, that's a long list of tasks that lie ahead of us. So, Zhao, at uh, T Connectivity, you're heavily invested in enabling this transition to a smart energy future powered by clean, renewable energy. Can you talk about the main pillars supporting this transition and how you and T Connectivity are contributing to them? Okay, thank you for inviting me. First of all, it's really my pleasure to be part of this conversation. And firstly, let me take this opportunity to say a couple of words briefly on T Connectivity. In TE, we design and manufacture the connectors, sensors, and other electronic components for several industries, such as automotive, industry equipment, data communication, aerospace, defense, oil and gas, and of course, energy. So you see, we're supporting the energy transaction almost from all aspects in different areas, starting from the renewable energy generation, power transmission and distribution network, and also power consumption. 
And of course, since battery energy storage system is one of very important enabling elements of all power supply chain. So that's why we are also focused on the energy storage from that point of view. So Zhao, could you talk about how smart energy solutions differ from more conventional ones? It would be great, for example, if you could share some insights gained from a recent project tackling smart energy infrastructure at the network level. Yes, okay. From my point of view, the smart energy system concept is essential for cost-effective 100% renewable energy system. Changing energy system compared to the traditional one is basically making the cyber and physical architectures and techniques to improve the energy efficiency and the user savings and also the sector integration to establish energy system in a more flexible way. Harvest synergies by using all infrastructures and also lower energy storage costs. So there are actually many examples that our customers provide the energy storage system as a buffer to the grid in order to shift the consumption peaks or as a substation to conserve the renewable energies created by wind or solar since their harvesting is fluctuating or act as an asset for the industry sectors, which can really enable the intelligent billing management by charge and discharge. So to the point, there are many examples shows that actually energy storage plays really a key role in decarbonization, can really increase the grid flexibility and also resilience from that point of view. Okay, thank you. Sarah, at Afternoon Abacus, you've probably seen several energy infrastructure projects from the inside. Uh, can you talk about common challenges encountered in these projects and how you and Avid Abacus were able to help overcome them? This is a very great question, not just at Abnet Abacus. I'm involved in such a project since 2007. So from the point that we have started talking about smart metering and smart grid systems, I have been involved in many scientific and also industrial projects. And obviously, there are a lot of, let's say, challenges in those type of projects and opportunities. I also call them opportunity. So one of the big ones is the regulatory hurdles, definitely. So once talking about all those these topics, specifically when it comes to energy, this is one of the big topics that we are facing with. At Afnet Abacus, obviously we can't change those regulatory topics, but so we are following those topics very closely to be able to support our customers with the latest information available. It is not just that, we are also talking about technological risk. Since these are new topics, obviously the technologies also sometimes they are disrupting technologies, new technologies, and the customers are using things that they really don't know the result and consequence of using those technologies. So what we do at Avnet, we support our customers from idea to reality. So from the beginning, we are consulting the customers about the available technologies in the market, how to integrate them. What are the design challenges? How to support the customers to come over those design challenges? And then after they supporting them with the samples, and when they go to the production, obviously we are going to also support with the supply chain and many other services that they need for that production, mass volume production. One of the other topics and challenges the customers face with is a topic of interoperability and integration. So obviously in the beginning, every company need, tries to come up with the new solutions, with the new, let's say, algorithms. And there are many, many solutions and systems that they are trying to solve the same problem. 
But when we are rolling out all of these solutions in the market, it is very important that these solutions are connected to each other, talk to each other, understand each other, and trying to have the system that can work together. And it is not just dependent to one supplier or one product. In that matter, we have subject matter experts in AppNet Abacus that they are actively following the standards. We are also member of a lot of related alliances to drive the standards together with the industrial members and to be able to support our customers to go to the right direction and kind of being able to offer the interoperable solutions into the energy market. We need also to think about the cybersecurity issue. It is coming more and more since we are talking about more data, more data communication. Security is also one topic. We are supporting the security from hardware perspective as well as software perspective. It is a very diverse subject here, but there are also solutions that the Avnet group as a such and partially Avnet Abacus is also supporting customers in that regard. And not to forget, it is not just about creating products and thinking about interoperability standards and security. It's about operational things and also maintenance challenges. So there are also a lot of solutions at the end of the integration of all these products. We need to maintain them and we need to operate them. Obviously, there are a lot of other electronic components needed to do those maintenances, a lot of algorithms, standards, softwares. And in that regard, we have also subject matter experts at Avnet Abacus that they can support the customer with the ideas, as well as with the components and solutions available in the market. Great. Thank you. And even the best solutions, in the end, their success merely hinges on their adoption by end users. So zoom in on EVs and the EV charging experience in particular. Zhao, can you talk about TE Connectivity's role in shaping the next generation of EV charging infrastructure and uh, the user experience that it will provide? Of course. Actually, inside of TE Connectivity, we are also actively contributing to the EV and charging infrastructure. Uh, especially in the industry business unit, we have this focus application, which is focused on the EV charging. So we are, uh, let's say, solution provider in terms of the electronic components, which can really enable the signal and power connection, power supply, and also the circuit protection, etc. So in terms of the user cases, actually, we see that this industry is basically moving in two directions. One direction is basically about the increased charging power. For example, at the beginning, we have this kind of uh, charging cables, AC charging cables, which can charge in the like two-wheel or three-wheel uh, electric bikes and scooters. And then we have these AC charging stations and DC charging stations for charging the passenger vehicles, passenger cars. And now the industry is actually to moving forward to enable the charging for the heavy commercial vehicles and even later on for the Navy and aviations and so on. So we're talking about super fast charging, which is up to 350 kilowatt, and even after that, megawatt charging for the trucks and so on. So this is basically one of the trend. Another trend is basically in terms of the charging diversity, because we're seeing actually the industry is exploring different kind of charging methods, something not only in terms of charging stations, wild charging, but also, for example, the alternative solutions like battery swampings and also the wireless charging. So there are really a lot, a lot of new things is coming in this area. And in TE, we are trying our best. So together with our engineers to really work together with customers and trying to really, let's say, developing all kinds of, let's say, the technologies and the products to enable the future of the charging industry. 
Right. Thank you. So one thing seems clear, a renewably powered smart future will require unprecedented levels of connectivity and information sharing to enable things like smart cities, smart transportation systems, and the smart grid. Zhao, how does this affect solution design from the level of individual components all the way up to large-scale connectivity networks? Yeah. So for me, the smart energy system is the integration of the information and the communication technology into the physical energy system, right? So enabling data to be gathered and used in real time to optimize the performance against the key criteria actually is a key. So from individual component labor, as we actually focus on this on the electronic component, it becomes vital to have this possibility to enable the smart function and to facilitate the data connection. Therefore, sensor elements will be critical. The example from architecture design point of view, starting from components will be, for example, temperature is usually a key issue for batteries. Therefore, it is important to have this kind of temperature monitoring sensors embedded even in some critical elements, even from the component layer. For example, the power connectors. So one of the examples is basically recently we have developed this product together with customers that we enabled the temperature sensor inside of the power connection, which can really, let's say, detect any kind of failings in terms of the high temperature and so on in the component layer. That is one of the, let's say, innovation happened actually together, working together with customers in terms of the enabled smart functionality of the energy storage system. So from my point of view, it's actually very important to have the big picture of the whole system because actually when you design the single elements, it's essential to understand what is basically the requirement and the functionality from a system architecture point of view. That is also the reason that actually from TE, we are very much focused on the collaboration and co-creation with customers, already starting from the engineering phase. And energy systems are highly critical infrastructure. And as Sarah mentioned earlier, that makes cybersecurity a concern at every level, right? So Zhao, how do you ensure the security and resilience of the components that make up these uh, complex systems? Yeah, I think Sarah already touched several important points in terms of the cybersecurity. So let me maybe just add something more on top of that. So as we know, actually, there are several criteria when building up a smart energy system. For example, the flexibility, the scalability, interoperability, predictive, and also security. So you see that actually data safety is one of the essential elements here. So we all know that actually cyber sabotage is not only costly, but it also has potential risk for the workers. And also it can trigger some kind of toxic discharges inside of this kind of, uh, let's say, storage systems, batteries and so on, and even damages equipment. So it's very important in terms of the security and cybersecurity for this smart energy system. So given the expansion of the Internet of Things and the cyber physical system, it's important, I think, from two points of view that we can think about how to actually prevent or improve the cybersecurity in this whole system. So one thing is basically from the design point of view. So when we design the system, I think it's important to take into the consideration about this kind of effective detection and management of the potential risk in different levels in terms of design. And the second thing is not only in terms of design, but also before that, we need to actually address these kind of challenges 
in a more broad sense, more from the governance point of view. So, for example, build the industry standards in order to ensure the security of IoTs to minimize these kind of risks and harms to all users. Okay, thank you. Sarah, here's something I've been wondering about. As a technology distributor, you need to be something of a jack of all trades. You can't be expert in every single one. How does working alongside a global leader in a specific niche, such as TE connectivity, impact your perspective and then the value that you can provide to your other customers? Yeah, this is a very good question, Jan. When we are talking about suppliers like TE connectivity, we don't count them as a supplier for our distribution network. We are talking about a strategic partnership. This is creating a real value in terms of we get access to the cutting edge technologies through TE. As we just heard from Zhao, TE Connectivity is working with the customers together. They are having an early stage conversation with the customer about the challenges they have, about the solution they can offer to the customer. So working with TE enable us to get access to those information and cutting edge technologies and getting deep industrial insights about the challenges that the customers are facing with. Obviously, on the other side, we are also in touch with the customer and their perspectives and kind of feedback from the customer we can bring to TE Connectivity's attention, trying to co-create a solution for the customer and work together, not just only to sell the standard available products to the market, but also trying to create the new type of products, customized products that then can cover kind of the needs and requirements of the market and customers. And at the end of the day, as Chao also mentioned, it's about the systematic overview. Since we are not just working with one or two customers, but with the mass market, we have a great overview about the standards working around. We can be the party who can bring all those solutions together and talk about the interoperability, about the integration. And we are very happy to work with those strategic partners like TE who can enable us creating those solutions for our customers and being part of that smart future. Okay, Zhao, can you talk about the value that TE Connectivity gets from partnering with a technology distributor beyond simply increasing your reach? So does the flow of knowledge and expertise, does it go both ways? Yeah, so I actually totally agree with what has been said by Sarah. Also from TE point of view, we actually consider and view our distributor partners as strategic partners, not only for, let's say, increase or expand the reach, but really in terms of the communication technology and expertise exchange. So for example, as I know that actually T is fully engaged with the distributors in different uh, layers with different uh, interfaces. So for example, that from business developer point of view, that we are engaged with, for example, Avnet for those kind of soft leadership campaigns in terms of the podcasts or sometimes well, uh, or webinar and so on. And also from the sales colleagues' point of view, they are also, in, let's say, interacting with the sales representative from the, our distributor partners. And they actually exchange the ideas in terms of our product offering, our insights of the market and customer needs. And also our partners from the distributor side, they give the feedback so actually, it's not only about, let's say, just uh, sending the product there, but it's really about exchange. It's exchange about our understanding about market, understanding about the application expertise, but also 
understanding about the customer needs. So I see that actually there are a lot of different kind of locations with different interfaces that the connectivity is engaging with our strategic partners like Avnet. And it's a, a kind of mutual learning. It's a kind of collaboration which can really enhance the development and knowledges from both sides. So I see that there is value has brought from our distributed partners, not only from the expand reach point of view. So it's much more, actually. It sounds like a real win-win situation, I guess, for both of you in that case. So to close our podcast series on smart energy, Sarah, what do you see as the most valuable takeaways from this conversation for our audience? I would like to extend maybe the whole exchange we had here from a smart energy system to the smart future. And we realized that this smart future has already started and we are part of it. So we observe that there are many disrupting technologies getting integrated in our daily lives. And this brings challenges not only to the design of new products at our customers, but also to the users and of course their daily life. So this requires more openness from both sides, from the user side, and obviously from the customers of Avnet who are creating solutions for the smart future and the smart energy system. We need more openness, we need more agility, and of course, adaptability. At Avnet, we are very empowered by valuable suppliers like TE, Connectivity. They are our supplier partners. And we are supporting our smart future from new ideas to making them reality. Okay, perfect. So and at the end of each episode of The Technology Addicts, we always ask our guests the same question. What would you say is your current technology addiction? It could be anything from a gadget that you recently bought to an entire field of technology that's captivated you. So Zhao, let's start with you. What would you say is your current technology addiction? Yeah, okay. So for me, it is the short videos. So with a limited time during the day, I found that actually short videos can really provide me sometimes some useful information, educational information, or sometimes it's just simply entertainment. During the breaks, it's agile enough for me to really relax during the days. And Sarah, what about you? Yeah, I believe you and also listeners know my addiction to the AI, but also putting something new on a top, I'm also getting more addicted to the podcasts these days, right? <laughs> That's great. That's good. Nice to hear. So with that, I'd like to thank Zhao and Sarah for joining us for this episode of the Technology Addicts podcast. Dear listeners, if you'd like to get in touch with Zhao or with Sarah, you can reach out to them. You'll find their contact information in the show notes. And to everyone listening, we hope you enjoyed this two-part series on smart energy. Thank you for joining us today and stay tuned for the next episode of the Technology Addicts.